There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour podcast with me, Harriet Minter. Now, for the last few weeks, we have been talking to some brilliant badass women about their experiences of lockdown and some of the situations that seem to be happening for all of us that perhaps they can help with. I'm very lucky today because I am joined by a friend of mine who I think is completely brilliant um, and whose understanding of psychology and how we look after ourselves during stressful and traumatic times is unparalleled and has definitely been a lot of given me a lot of wisdom. Uh, so I'm very excited to introduce Ruth Cooper Dixon, founder of Champs Wellbeing Consultancy and Positive Psychology Practitioner. Hello, Ruth. Hello, that's a lovely intro. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Very true, all of it. Um, so for anyone who doesn't really know what we mean when we talk about well-being or positive psychology, what give us an overview. What do you do? Okay, so well-being is thinking about it from a, a subjective point of view so how you feel in yourself how you're feeling around with others it, it's quite a, it's quite a fluffy word right because it's quite it's quite personal when we talk about well-being it means different things to different people and there's there's obviously areas that are evidence-based to kind of um uplift your your well-being so um you know people look at connections and you know learning is a really good way to boost your your well-being your how to exercise, acts of kindness, being more mindful. So there are all ways you can kind of boost your own, your investment in your well-being, investment in yourself. And positive psychology has been around now for a couple of decades. It kind of sits aside kind of mainstream psychology because it's it's fairly new. But although it goes right back to Aristotle and, and those times, so it has been around for a very long time, really. But the idea of positive psychology is it looks at not just the neck up, it looks at the whole body and it focuses on positive emotions, positive uh, behaviors and positive institutions. So it, it looks at um, themes such as hope and optimism, happiness. Um, it looks at the body. It look, but it also doesn't mean we're all going around who are positive psychology practitioners, rainbows and unicorns, right? Because this is what positive psychology is actually about, is that there's always a dark side. And to experience happiness and joy, we need to know what pain and suffering feels like. You know, there has to be the yin and the yang. So there is a, there is a sort of a second wave of positive psychology, which is very focused around 
death and spirituality and aging and meaning and purpose. And my area of expertise is within the post-traumatic growth area. So kind of resilience coming through adversity and learning and growing from that. I just wanted to follow up on a couple of things mm. you said there. So, because I think when most people hear positive psychology, they probably think it's sort of Instagram quotes and um, <laughs> maybe like doing some yoga, uh, eating some vegetables, looking really glowy. Yeah. Actually, it's interesting that you say it's about the darker side. It's about uh, grief and trauma and being able to process those experiences why do we need to be able to sit with the darker stuff in order to have happiness and joy and one minute there's an airplane going on overhead very loudly i don't know why i thought nobody was traveling anywhere it might be the red arrows oh e day isn't it e day yes it will be because we're on the flight path i had to record a podcast from home uh, and you live on the flight path. Um, sometimes you get Virgin Jets, and sometimes you're en route to Buckingham Palace, and you get the Red Arrows, which will be what that is. And they're just they're taking a really long time to go over. There we go. <laughs> so why do we need the dark in order to experience happiness? Why can we not be happy all the time? Because life isn't happy all the time. It is difficult. It is complex. It is tough. And to recognize those positive emotions there has to be that balance of of kind of feeling because I really don't like to think about emotions as positive or negative because I think emotions are emotions it's it's when we start labeling them as they're either good or bad and, and actually if if you've lost somebody then grief is part of that process it's not a bad feeling to be grieving um it's sometimes you're totally within your right to be angry or to feel irritable you know they're not bad emotions or negative it's just necessarily how we've become to, to label them and to go through difficult times enables us to appreciate and to have gratitude which is a big part of, of positive psychology it's one of the interventions if you like that that enables people to look within themselves and be grateful for what they have here and now in the presence. And happiness is, it, it's often just a very fleeting emotion. It tends to come from life satisfaction and being content in the here and now and content with those emotions and content with what you have in your life. And, and you might be still working towards goals and you have, um, you know, some, a purpose. And, and when we say goals, it doesn't mean I've got a five-year plan, <laughs> but it could be, you know, I, I know what I'm doing this week or I feel like I'm, you know, moving forwards a little bit in my life. Or, And then there's also, plus those positive emotions, that generally is what psycholo positive psychology says equals kind of happiness. Mm -hmm. But you have to have both of that, yeah. One of the things you said there was uh, that happiness isn't an eternal emotion, it's it's fleeting moments and really it's found in contentment and gratitude for what we have in the here and now. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today was about the fact that we're moving into a stage now where potentially lockdown is lifted a little bit. And that triggered an emotion in me when I heard about that at the beginning of this week that I shared on my Instagram and I just had hundreds of people saying, oh my God, me too. And that emotion was, 
almost this feeling that I didn't want lockdown to end because weirdly I've become very content in my little lockdown life. Mm. So there's no, there's no big dramas happening. Nothing exciting is happening, but also I am very lucky. Nothing terrible has happened. I haven't had COVID. I'm lucky enough to not know anyone who's been impacted by it. There are some worries. There's, you know, there's work and there's money, but really life has become very small. Mm. And in that smallness, I think I'm very content. And so I shared this feeling of fear about what life might be like when we go back to, in quotes, normal. And lots of people were saying the same. They're saying they feel very anxious about having to go back to normal day-to-day life. Why do you think that is? Humans are sort of biologically hardwired that when we when we have something in our lives or so things change, we learn, we adapt quite quickly and we then start to create a new routine. Right. So I think we're what week seven or so now, I've lost count of how many weeks we've been in lockdown. And, and if we think about, I don't even know what the, the quote is about how long it takes to build a habit, but we're all kind of in our own little routines now. Right. So we, we've kind of adjusted to this in our own way. So that makes it, you know, we've, we've kind of found our own little patterns, our way of working. We were told early on in lockdown, you know, the best thing you can do for your mental health is to create your own routine and the new normal for you. So everyone's like, okay, what does this look and feel like? If you've got kids, it might be, you know, it's going to be involving homeschooling. If you're solo isolating, whatever that looks like. And, and everyone I think has found within themselves in, in lots of cases, you know, things that they've perhaps missed um, because of how busy life is and how hectic life can be. So they've had an opportunity to pause and to sample some of those, like you're saying, just being at home, being quite small in your own environment and taking stock of that. I think it's given people an opportunity to reflect as well because they haven't been filling their days and weeks up with calendar appointments and events and brunches and networking and gym sessions. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, you've got all this time. And even if you're really productive or you're doing whatever you're doing, there's still that more, more of that space because you're not, you don't feel, I think you said like being part of that, you know, ongoing routine. So I think everyone's having a little bit more, and some more than others, but people are starting to really reflect on, kind of what what this means for them because a lot's a lot's changed I feel like this has had a huge impact on many people at different levels you know and even I think that somebody who you you said you haven't had COVID or you don't know anyone you know thankfully who's been impacted by that but you you still had to adjust in some level to that and it has I mean use the word triggered because that news triggered a, you know, a, a, an emotive response in you. And it was that kind of anxiety that's like, well, what does this mean? Because it's, it's, it's the ambiguity, right? It's the unknown again. And you've just adjusted to this new way of working or living your life almost. Do you think it's that fear of the unknown that is why then we're worried about going 
back to normal because in the weird i guess the reality is we're not going back to normal are we we're going into yet another version of day-to-day life which is still not normal um and we don't just as perhaps we were anxious when lockdown started because we didn't know what it would look like so we're now anxious that it's being lifted because we won't know what it looks like yeah so it's a constant ambiguity we everyone's baseline anxiety has shifted so whether you're an anxious person or not whether you have an anxiety disorder or not you know everyone has moved along a continuum of some sorts because you, you in some cases you can't not be affected by this because there is restrictions on your own freedom there's restrictions on when you can you know what happens in terms of you know health when you're out and about and you're not you know you're you know trying to socially physically distance from people so there's a lot of it's creating that uncertainty that unknown for the future and and, you know so we've had six weeks of what this is kind of we've all adjusted to this and this feels like okay I can deal with this but we don't know what the next phase is going to look like. So again, it's moving to that and then another adjustment. And I think this is also why people are struggling because often when we think about happiness as well and our well-being, quite often people look to events in the future um, to kind of motivate them and to give them some sense of purpose. And the people I'm speaking to, either in workshops or in, in coaching sessions or, or uh, mental wealth sessions, is that people are kind of like, well, I don't know what I've got to look forward to anymore. Like, I don't have, you know, all the plans, the holidays, the breaks, you know, seeing family, weddings, birthdays. It's all, that's been taken away as well. So there's almost not a... In the past, when things were quite tough, you'd kind of say, well, at least I've got my holiday to look forward to in August, or at least I've got, you know, I'm going to have a great birthday weekend, or I'm going up to see family, or I'm, you know, whatever that is. And and that's also been removed as well. And I think there's a double impact of that. It's interesting, isn't it, that you're quite right, which is we're looking towards the future, but it's a completely open space Mm. because we can't book anything in. We can't organize things we can't think about what life is going to look like I actually did so I um emailed uh, a hotel company about my 40th birthday which is in 18 months time because I was like Do you know what <laughs> surely in 18 months I will be able to go to a hotel um, but there is it's something about not being able to make plans that feels quite like a level of control has been taken away. And, and that's it. It's, it's when you have, um, so if we think about that whole, what's in my control, out of my control, actually at the moment there is quite a bit that is out of our control. Like we only have us, going back to your thing about the small world, we can only really control what's in our small world. <laughs> we can't control anything bigger than that at the moment. Yeah. And, and it has to be almost focused in the present because we can't really look ahead so it's about how do you almost flip that switch a little bit in your mind about 
setting kind of you know small goals and small small steps forward but just really focusing on, on what you can what you can control because there is so much uncertainty and and that's also you know collectively everybody has this anticipatory anxiety you know that's been increased as well we've seen that throughout we saw that in the early days of lockdown right when people were panic buying and I remember you and I had a conversation about that you know a few weeks ago and so even if you weren't one of those people that were you know taking home 24 toilet rolls you felt like should I buy some toilet roll even though I've got a pack of four at home and I live alone (laughs) Because I think I should. Or I think you were talking about the loaf of bread. I'm going to take that loaf of bread. I'm going to buy that loaf of bread, even though I don't really eat it and I don't want it and I've got bread at home and I'm fine. But it's only so, two yeah. left. So if I get this one, what's going to happen? So I think, I think this is also from the conversations I've had with friends and, and within the workplace is that people are anxious about this new phase of lockdown is what does this look like say traveling into work for those who are kind of being expected to travel back into work and be in the workplace and that might not be everybody in the early stages but there will be a level of people that are going in how does that look because that's going to be there's going to be a lot of anxious people who are traveling in um which is going to change again so it's kind of and it almost once somebody's in that heightened state of anxiety there's two ways anxiety happens you either have it kind of through your amygdala which is like the smoke alarm of the brain so that's kind of your fight and flight response very prehistoric response which is is kind of when we we kind of feel that that anxiety or it's through our own rumination through the cortex so it's the thinking so it's like well what happens if I do get sick or what happens if there's no space on the tube or what happens if, you know, so it's almost like that when, you know, you, you kind of put yourself in a state of panic. So there's two ways it can kind of go. And how do we then start to maybe address that? If we, if we know that our response is going to be to forward think and to find these things that could go wrong and to put ourselves in that state of panic, what do we need to be doing to maybe get ahead of that? The first thing is to be kind to you because and I know that sounds, that sounds like an Instagram post in itself <laughs> as a positive psychology practitioner, but it is. And also compassion because compassion comes from the word with, it means with trauma. So it's actually looking at yourself in a way that's kind, but also acknowledging what you've experienced. And, and this is the most important thing is that, how you feel is totally valid uh, however you think do you know what I, sh- I shouldn't feel this bad because you know my situation isn't too bad because I you know haven't lost anybody or I haven't been directly impacted or I've got a nice home and I'm not at risk at home and all these different thoughts we can have but that still doesn't take it away from how anxious you might feel or how worried you know that's totally valid so there's a part about facing into that and acknowledging that and giving yourself a bit of space to be honest with yourself and then think about from there, where do you go with that? So is it talking to somebody? Is it having a chat with your boss at work? If you are really concerned, I think, you know, and we have to remember that even managers are human and they might be in feeling exactly the same. So just, you know, find people you can talk to about that. So be kind to yourself and give yourself space and don't, don't disregard how you feel and brush it under the carpet as in because often with anxiety that that pressure is even worse because the more you ignore it 
the louder it starts to shout. So just kind of deal with it and be, be brave and deal with it. And then the second part of it is, is just also to remember then with the trauma side is that you have to be, have some kind of tolerance with that, with other people, because again, you might be feeling okay. You might be one of those people who's, wow, great. Everything can, is kind of maybe looking a bit like normal and go back to work. And I don't understand why, you know, they're feeling like this or my partner's upset or, the, you know, but you also have to be mindful that how other people feel is again, valid. So you have to give them some kindness about working through their own, stuff as they're kind of going through this because again the real cliche everyone's on their own journey with something you know it's a global pandemic we've all been affected in some level so just it's also kind of thinking about how other people are responding and not being I don't want to say selfish but having a bit more empathy in that situation and you know especially as we start to travel in a bit more or you're in the workspace and I know you know workspaces are really trying to make physically safe but also there's a whole part about psychological safety with that as well this is the badass women's hour podcast you can get in touch on all the socials on at badass women's hour there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly, cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market there's um there's something really interesting that you said there that i didn't know which was that compassion comes from the meaning with trauma i think a lot of people out there right now are going to be thinking well a bit like i said earlier you know, haven't been through any trauma really i've had to stay at home for a few weeks and i've been a bit worried about money but basically i'm okay do you think that we have been going through trauma? Yes. It's you hear on the news so much and you hear from, you know, in all the in all the government briefings the word unprecedented. And it, it is, because this is completely unprecedented. And when we think of a global crisis, you know, maybe the last kind of sort of one that kind of hit the world over was, you know, probably 9-11. And then we didn't have the amount of social media and we weren't connected as much as what we are now so we have to remember with trauma 
we don't necessarily have to be in that moment with that per you know going through that we can still experience it and if you're and that's why it's always been good throughout lockdown to limit news intake and you know hit, keep keep uh, you know a mind on where you're getting your information from and keeping off social media unfollowing certain you know post hashtags etc so because we can still absorb all of that and we can still create that within ourselves even though we're not actually potentially sick ourselves, or someone in our family is sick or we you know we're not a, a frontline worker for example um so collectively this is you know covid19 has ripped apart the fabric of what we know of how to actually cope as well because we've never seen anything like this ever and you know, there's some, you know, different countries have had different ways of coping with this and dealing with this. And, but the thing is, you know, I've heard a lot of this on, on, you know, we can all look, we can look to other countries to see how they've handled it. Maybe they handled it better or worse, but actually we're just, everyone's just been doing the best they can do based on the information they have. Even the top scientists are just trying to get through this and understand it. So yeah, it is, it is trauma because trauma means you know, it's, it's not, I mean, it's a global pandemic, so it's hugely traumatic, but often when we think of trauma, we do think of a, a natural disaster or a war zone and trauma can be personal to you. It's when your own assumptions are shattered. So it's called shattered assumptions theory. So if, you know, basically if your assumptions are completely shattered, that is traumatic to you. So how do you, and this is what's happened because say we look, we've lost our freedom. So that's a big assumption that shattered because in the Western world, in, in the UK, we're very fortunate. We can move freely. There's, you know, no curfews. So that's a big assumption that's already been shattered in itself. Yeah. How do we first aid or triage for trauma? If we can get to the point where we accept actually what we're going through is a traumatic experience, how do we then start to get through that? So once we start to make sense of trauma, it, that's where the growth en enables to come from that and to move forwards with that. Um, because trauma can't be cured in the sense of you've it's an experience right so we're all going through an experience you can't remove that because trauma means wound as well so it's like if you physically wound yourself you're going to be left with a scar so trauma leaves emotional scars so there's an element around actually thinking about um talking about this it's about planning for it planning as best as i mentioned before there's a there's a piece about kind of like thinking about your own um goals and and being um positive around some hope and optimism for the future i mean of course you can't you know you're not going to be in lots of cases happy as larry but it's just about some hope and optimism for the future it's about looking at things like you know if if you're really worried about your thought pattern so if it is more of that cortex kind of thinking that the rumination the spiraling thoughts that you're having maybe it's looking at some acceptance commitment therapy kind of tools or cognitive behavioral therapy type tools which you get online and 
you know, there's loads of sources you can look at that just to think about your own triggers. Because I think it was just really interesting. You said, you know, it was a trigger that that news was that set you off on this thought pattern and this, oh, you know, so it's kind of going, well, what are my triggers and how can I just be like, okay. And that's not, not, not beating yourself up. It's like, right. Okay. So that's how I feel. And just doing a bit of, you know, non-judgmental kind of observation of yourself. And some people do that through journaling. Some people do that to talking to friends or family. And I think as well, just being really present. I think um, it's really interesting. You say that I, that you picked up me using the word trigger. Cause I was thinking, oh, I was triggered. What was I triggered by? I can't, it's not just the fact that I can now, you know, potentially I might be able to go outside or life might go back to how it was before or, Thing like that, I was triggered. I realized, oh no, I was triggered by somebody making a decision about my life without informing me and giving me the chance to talk about it and opt in and give my views on it. So I've been triggered by Boris Johnson making a decision without talking to me. <laughs> well, that's it, right? Yeah, that that's what it is. It's and and that is your. So you know, it's kind of like, well, what was the activated? You know, if you think about cognitive behavioural therapy, it's like well, the ABC. So it's like, what was the activating event? Which was that? what was your belief well oh my god this is going to happen what's the consequence you end up feeling x y and z or you start getting really upset by that or you know uh, and it sets another spiral off so it's kind of being able to again be kind and I, I use that phrase a lot but it's so true because we often go well I'm why am I being so stupid and why am I getting so upset and you know but just thinking, well, okay, when that happens, what can I do instead that's kind for me? And, and one thing, I've used this so many times over the last few weeks and people have been like that with me, you know, friends or family have messaged and I've said, okay, what's the one thing you can do for yourself that's really kind today? What's the one thing that's going to make you feel better? And actually just having somebody say that to you is like, oh, okay, right, what do I need today? What do I need? just to kind of balance that out a little bit it's um there's a a really great resource which is the center for Nonviolent communication and they have on that a list of feelings and a list of needs and their sort of their line is that essentially we have feelings but most of those feelings sit above a need mm-hmm. and so first of all you have to identify the feeling and then from identifying the feeling then you can identify the need and actually if we can have the need met that's a way of then shifting the feeling yeah yeah um and most of our needs are quite basic most of them are about safety or recognition or love or connection um but until we if we just try and deal deal with the feeling we're only ever working on the surface level we have to deal with the need yeah you have to get under that and just go what is it that i need right now what is it and what is it you know that can make me feel a little bit better and sometimes and i think we have to also be remember that's not going to be a magic solution you might do it and you still might feel anxious or you know not great but you just then have to think okay what else can I do and just and some days have been as you know some days have just been like that and I think that will continue for some time and it's you know sometimes it is just getting through the day and if that's what you've done then that's amazing for people who are listening that maybe suffer from anxiety anyway in their general lives maybe health anxiety or a more generalized version how can they 
talk about what's going on for them, perhaps to people who don't suffer from that and who don't understand it. One thing that's come out of this situation, and I saw it on I saw it on Instagram. Somebody posted it, one of the anxiety bloggers, um, a couple of days ago, and it was actually explaining this is how somebody with anxiety feels a lot of the time and now you all kind of know this is like welcome to our world (laughs) so we're actually doing okay those of us that are diagnosed with anxiety disorders but I think so I think people have actually if, if one positive good thing can come out of this is that actually the realization of what people with mental ill health or you know slightly more anxious are going to be feeling more you know before covid and have a bit more of an empathy towards that Mm. i think if you are really concerned about your health mental health or somebody else's is that you have to remember and the nhs have made this really clear because they've seen a a drop off and people approaching gps and a and e with yeah uh you know mental health worries and concerns um is to still seek support and know that those support is still out there for you and yes we know the nhs is overwhelmed and we know that they have been you know under so much difficult and traumatic circumstances but also they're there because that's what they do and so if you are really worried if it gets that point where it is too much that you can those support services are still there. They're still there to to help you. But, you know, and, and that's also, I think, for those of us who, you know, as somebody who is diagnosed, as we, you know, all the, hopefully all the tools that people have in their toolbox, you can, you've been using those more than ever and, and sharing those, sharing what works. I think we're almost the people that have some of those things already to go that we can talk to others about and share that, especially as, you know, we perhaps come together a little bit more in the near future. And finally, what do you think is the most important thing we can do to support ourselves in a period of constant change? Because really that's what we're in. I think a lot of people have talked about this as it's a time of pause or a time to you know press stop on the world and just sit back. But actually, I think the reality is it's constant change because we are constantly awaiting a new event. We're constantly awaiting a new way of working, a new way of holding relationships, a new way of being. We're constantly having to adapt. So how do we look after ourselves when we are dealing with constant change? When we're in constant change, it's a big, it's a big stress factor. So it's kicking in that stress response so it's learning what are your stress signatures. So if it's if the change is, is happening too much for you and you may not realize it mentally, but your body might start be saying, you know, I've got these headaches or I'm feeling pain or I've got digestion problems, you know, IBS, whatever. So listen to your body as it whispers to you, because that is a big thing. And don't, and I said before, don't ignore that because it's not going to go away. You have to really address it. And then it's just figuring out what works for you. And people say meditation isn't for them, but actually 
it, just stopping breathe and be just having a couple of minutes like three minutes a day that's all it takes just to calm that nervous system down taking some deep breaths and just relaxing finding some quiet you know making sure you're walking is a, is a you know using your daily allowance i was going to say there of exercise but like walking is a great way to again calm everything down to slow the brain be present you know either put in a podcast at us women's hour of course great pick relaxing. <laughs> or you know just just go and just go with the flow and go to the park and have a walk around but just find and sleep sleep is another thing sleep i'm a big big fan of sleep somebody who now has between eight to ten hours <laughs> <laughs> i used to survive on four which is no wonder i had a breakdown but um you know just find those things that are really going to calm you it's it's calming everything down and don't feel because lockdown is starting to ease you have to suddenly jump back into that i think it's also about you can't again as we know you can't go from zero to hero so just take it at your take it at your own pace and yeah keep calm keep calm and carry on <laughs> that's another instagram post for you. An instagram post <laughs> finish on an instagram post ruth thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and talking oh, to me um, if people want to talk more to you where can they find you they can find me on instagram at ruth.cooperdixon which is the i-c-k-s-o-n um or they can reach out at champs consult dot com and find me there and if they want to get in touch thank you so much everyone who's listening i hope that this episode has been informative for you maybe helped you realize that if you're feeling anxious about what comes next you are not alone it's happening to all of us um if you enjoyed it please always do give us rate review subscribe you can rate us five stars is lovely um and a review is really really nice we love reading your feedback so if you want to take a little moment to do that now that would be great or you can come and find me and talk to me in person at harriet minter or at badass women's art on all the social media channels uh, i love hearing from you we'll be here again next week with another brilliant expert giving us a little bit of their wisdom on badass women's hour the podcast here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.